All right. Well, we have spent some time on a series called that we call Refuting Negative Thoughts. And um, we're going to continue that this evening. 2 Corinthians 10, verse 3. Let's read that. 2 Corinthians 10, verse 3. It says, though we walk, For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh, for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, or that means natural, but mighty in God for pulling down strongholds, casting down arguments, and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. So verse 5, casting down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. Let's read in the NIV version. It says, For though we live in the world, we do not wage war as the world does. The weapons we fight with are not the weapons of the world. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. We demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And we take every uh, thought, take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. Notice uh, verse 4. It says, The weapons we fight with are not the weapons of the world. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. They have divine power to, to, to demolish strongholds. Let's read it in the Amplified Classics. It says, For the weapons of our warfare are not physical weapons of, weapons of flesh and blood, but they are mighty before God for the overthrow and destruction of strongholds. Verse 5, inasmuch as we refute arguments and theories and reasonings and every proud and lofty thing that sets itself up against the true knowledge of God, and we lead every thought and purpose away captive into the obedience of Christ. So we're talking about uh, refuting things that oppose what God has said, doing something on purpose with these thoughts. And those thoughts take all kinds of forms. If, if it's negative, if it's against what God has said, then we do something with it. We cast it down. We put it down. In other words, we don't let it just bounce around in our mind. We don't uh, entertain it. When somebody said, you know, phrases, entertain those thoughts. What does entertain mean? Well, we know what that means. If, um, if somebody knocked on your door unsolicited, doesn't happen as much now, but it does happen once in a while, which means when it does happen, it's all the more like, what are you doing here? If somebody knocked on your door and you just said, yeah, no, not interested, closed the door, locked it, and went away, you're done with that. I mean, they can try to come back, but we're saying if they were just normal, they'd walk away. If they, you know, if they're badgering, you can take other measures, whatever. But let's say... You know, somebody's selling something, they come up to your door. You're like, eh, it looks interesting. Well, they say, well, and this is, this doesn't happen as much. This used to happen more. But if they said, hey, can I come in and like give you a demo or show you? I mean, I don't know. It's just, I haven't had somebody stop by my house, I don't know, for that reason. I mean, selling something. But it, but it would happen more often when people go door to door and like sell something. Well, if you were like, sure, come in. You want something to drink? You want a coffee, tea? Sit down? Well, now you're 
entertaining them. I mean, you're not like throwing a party, but they're in your house. You're talking to them. You may buy something that you didn't intend on buying. You know, vacuum cleaner, you know, knives. No, not Tupperware. <laughs> encyclopedias. I knew it. I used to sell encyclopedias, you know, books. You didn't know they were coming. You weren't intending on buying it, but, you know, you hear their sales pitch. You might be like, hmm, okay, how many easy payments do I have to make? And then here you own that. Well, you were entertaining them. You were letting them talk. You were you were listening to what they had to say. When we talk about thoughts, and if they're negative and they're not against, they're not uh, lining up with the Word of God, I don't care what they have to do with, we should not entertain them. We should get rid of them. Doesn't matter what stage of life you're in, if you're a student, there's all kinds of stuff. <laughs> Good night. As a student, you know, middle school, high school, you know, college, maybe some, but you know, when you're in those, those grades, you get thoughts all the time about, that person doesn't like you. Well, you're not cool. You're ugly. People don't, your teacher doesn't like you. Well, you're going to fail that test. Oh, you're not in the cool crowd. I mean, just a barrage. Well, it's same principle. What are you going to do with it? You know, just like, hmm. You know, put on some sad music, listen to that, and just, gosh, I just don't know if I am cool, or I just don't know if I, you know, look as the way I should, and just go over and entertain it. Guess what's going to happen? <laughs> going to get depressed. You're going to be sad. Why? Or you could have just said, no, that's wrong. Shut it down and go on. You shut the door. It doesn't matter, you know, what stage of life we're in. When we have thoughts that oppose the word of God, we need to do something with them. We need to shut them down. We need to get rid of them. And that's what this verse is talking about. And we've talked about that some, about casting down thoughts and, and refuting them in that way. Let's look, at, um, let's look at Romans 12, verse 1, just talking about some of the things we, we've, we've touched on. Another aspect of this, uh, verse 1 there says, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. Verse 2, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. So we talked about renewing your mind. What does that mean? you got to replace those other thoughts that you had that maybe were negative with something else. What is that? The Word of God. So you can't just continually think. The, if you stay in the old patterns of thinking, you're going to follow. Your actions are going to follow. Your, your, your moods are going to follow. Your emotions are going to follow. But if we start renewing our mind, what does that mean? It means to reprogram your mind. You know, I have a software engineering background and... You know, a device, whether it's a computer or whether it's, um, you know, flat out, a full-on computer, whether it's a, a microchip that's on pretty much everything now, it does what it's programmed to do. It doesn't just run some other program. And as a software engineer, you know, you don't like when something just looks like, well, how did that happen? Because stuff doesn't just happen. It's doing what it's programmed to do. If it looks like it's doing something weird, it's because you programmed it. You know I mean? The, the engineer programmed it that way. It's not just it just did something out of the blue. Decide. It doesn't do that. Well, our minds need to be programmed with the right thing. Otherwise, it, and so when things are going on in our life and stuff is happening, we need to be like, you know, why is that happening? Well, a lot of it has to do with what we're thinking on. And so we need to 
replace anything that doesn't uh, line up with the Word of God with the Word of God so that when we approach life, we're going to be um, approaching it with God's thoughts, not just, you know, whatever was on TV or whatever popped up on our homepage or whatever. You know, we need to uh, reprogram with the truth. Another thing we talked about is meditating on the truth then. So you reprogram it. Part of the way you do reprogram it your mind is by meditating on the truth, so you just go over and over what the Word of God says. That's how you get it instilled in your mind, not just look at a, a scripture once and then be like, I'm good. If you've been thinking thoughts for five years in a certain area, looking at a scripture once is not going to displace it. You know, if you just thought about something two minutes ago, maybe looking at scripture, get it out, and you go on. But, you know, it's kind of like dishes. If you take a, a glass of milk and then drink it and then wash it out real quick, it'll just come right out. But, you know, if, if you had some kind of like a, a casserole that was really sticky, came out, you ate it, and you just left the thing there for like a day or two, then you come back and you just like, I'm just going to rinse this out, just put it in the water, nothing's going anywhere right? Depending on it, it's just, it's baked on, it's stuck on, it's dried on. You're going to go, all you're going to do is maybe a few flakes come off, and it's just pretty much there. You're going to have to do some work. You're going to have to use some hot water probably, some detergent, you know, a dish soap, or you know, if you really want to throw all that into your dishwasher, whatever, you're going to do something different. Well, that's kind of like our, our thoughts, okay, maybe kind of a gross thought, you know, with your head, but some of that stuff has been up there for years, and you're like, oh, I looked at the scripture. Oh, I'm good. No, we, we need to, like, we need to push it out, and we're going to do that by just looking at the word and going over the word. Meditating has the connotation. It's not just being quiet and, you know, all the weird stuff that people talk about. Now, meditating just brings the connotation of you're just muttering the word. You're just going over. In other words, no, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. You know, just, you, you can go over it, uh, emphasize different parts of it, go see yourself doing it, and that may take some time. But over time, you're going to replace uh, what was there with the Word of God and your meditation. So we've gone over some of, some of those things. And that's all to, to, to get to what we're talking about tonight. But John 14, 16, let's turn there. I want to talk about the role of the Holy Spirit in doing this because we're not doing it alone. This is not a self-help program. This is not like, oh, positive thinking and you just do this. No, for the Christian, we have supernatural help. We read back in 2 Corinthians that uh, our weapons have divine power to demolish strongholds. Divine power. In fact, before we go on, let's just read, read 2 Corinthians uh, 10, uh, verse 3. Let's just read that part. If you can jump back to 2 Corinthians 10, 3 in the NIV. Can we go to the NIV? It says, For though we live in the world, we do not wage war as the world does. Okay, so we're in the world. We are human. But you're not just human. Uh, every human has a spirit. And for the Christian, when you're born again, as the Bible says it, when you, when you believe 
on Jesus, something happens on the inside. You become a new person on the inside. You're recreated spiritually. And you have the spirit of the living God, the Holy Spirit, to help you live this life. So it's not just you. So in other words, it's not just you doing what maybe a self-help book would tell you to do, but you just are a Christian doing it. Some people think like that. I'm a Christian, but I'm kind of just doing the same thing as other people. No, you, you, if, we, if we understand the reality of what happens when we're a Christian, we're a Christian, and that means we have supernatural help to do what the Bible tells us to do. So here it says, we, though we live in the world, we do not wage war as the world does. The weapons we fight with are not the weapons of the world. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. Divine power. Well, part of that is the Spirit of God's going to help you do what we're talking about. In other words, we're not saying you got to refute negative thoughts, you got to reprogram your mind, you got to meditate, and it's all just this, you know, you're just going to grit your teeth and you're going to do it. You have help, divine help, to get it done, to show you the truth, to quicken you the truth. Yes, you can look at the Word, that's the truth, but you know, Satan's tricky. He'll try to bring stuff that's like, well, that person doesn't like you. So, Go find that in the Word, that they do like you. Well, you can find that they have, you have favor and different things, but he'll, he'll just try to twist it enough to get you to bite on it. Yeah. You can't, well, I mean, but they still don't like you. you know, or, well, that, that, that thing isn't going to go through. Yeah, you might win eventually, but this is going to fall through. He's trying to, he's, see, he's, you can look at the word, the, the truth, and you've got to use the general truth to, to combat those things. But the Spirit of God then will fill in between the lines. So you have the word of God that is truth, that is, you know, it, it is black and white, it's the living word, it's the truth that applies to everybody's situation. But for your situation specifically, the Spirit of God's going to quicken truth to you and thoughts to you and help you specifically to refute things, help you to reprogram, help you to meditate, show you which things are going to cut through the quickest for you. The Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit, is there to be your helper to get it done. In other words, we're not doing it alone. We have divine help. We have divine power. Let's look at John 14, verse 16. It says, I will pray the Father. This is Jesus speaking. So he says, I will pray the Father, and he will give you another helper that he may abide with you forever. The spirit of truth. So he's talking about, I'm leaving. I mean, can you imagine what these guys are thinking, the disciples? Jesus is saying, I'm leaving. They don't understand it. I mean, not that we understand everything, but man, we have a much better viewpoint than like these guys. We have the word of God. You have a personal Bible. You realize not everybody could carry around the, what, the, what was in the Old Testament with them. Only certain people could have that on scrolls or, or different things. You know, the printing press wasn't invented then. Um, and then we have the New Testament. And so you can look up all this information, you know, in so many versions just on your phone. You, have, you can have multiple print copies. Um, so they didn't understand, but imagine they're seeing Jesus and then he's saying, I'm out of here. That wouldn't be comforting. But what he's saying is to comfort him. He says, 
I will pray the Father and he, and he will give you another helper that He may abide with you forever, the Spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees Him nor knows Him, but you know Him, for He dwells with you and will be in you. I will not leave you orphans. I will come to you. He's talking about He's coming back. But notice, He said, Jesus said, I'm, I'm going to ask the Father, pray the Father. He's going to give you another helper that He would abide with you forever. So He's going to be with you. And then in verse 17, the second part of that, He said, The Spirit of truth, and then the second part of that, For He, uh, he dwells with you, and He will be in you. So for the Christian, He is in you. So the Holy Spirit, so we can't really comprehend this with our mind, the Holy Spirit dwells in us, to help us in every way, but He's there to help us with these things. So when you're talking about thoughts that are bombarding your mind, it is not just you trying to go against them. You have a helper, divine helper, to cut through, cut to the heart, give you ideas, show you how to refute, show you how to see things, show you what the real truth of the matter is, help you to see how God's working. Now, we take it by faith, but He can give you insight. He can quicken you. That's what the Holy Spirit does. Let's look at it in the um, Amplified Classic. 14, uh, John fourteen sixteen says, I will ask the Father and He will give you another comforter. The other one said, uh, New King James said helper, but this brings out more connotations of what that word actually means. It says, He will give you another comforter. So the Holy Spirit is a comforter. So when we're talking about negative thoughts or thoughts that would come against your well-being or your self-esteem or whatever, God is a comforter. He will show you. He, there can be bomb, Thoughts can be bombarding you in all kinds of ways, but the Holy Spirit is there to comfort you. He's there to give you thoughts that will comfort you, that will calm you that will help you um, walk out the plan of God. It said, we'll just read through this list and we'll come back. He'll give you uh, another comforter, counselor, helper, intercessor, advocate, strengthener, and standby that he, will, that he may remain with you forever. So this is what the Holy Spirit is doing. Now we're talking about this in context of thoughts. Okay, you could talk about this in general. And we have talked about it in general, but we're talking about how the Holy Spirit's role as it come as it has to do with refuting thoughts in your mind, because so much has to do with our minds of what we experience. You can you can every Christian has the Spirit of God on living on the inside of you, but if we don't know that, like right now, we're renewing our minds to the fact that He's with us and will help us. Well, now you can actually rely on Him if you don't know that. It's like you're carrying this powerhouse around you, but getting bombarded by evil thoughts when all the time you have the Spirit of the living God to help you refute those. But if you don't know that, you can't take advantage of it. And now if we know that He's there and then know that He has a role, then we're not thinking just we have to do it. We know that there is help to do it. And He'll show you how to do it. You say, I don't know how to do it. Well, you have a helper. Look at the words again. It says you have a comforter, so he'll comfort you. 
Maybe you say, I, I, don't, I don't have any comfort. You do. If you're a Christian, you have the comforter. You have the Spirit of Almighty God to comfort you. You have a counselor. You need advice. How, there's thoughts coming, and how am I going to do it? Sometimes we just need to get quiet, look on the inside, and the Spirit of God quicken you will do this. Call this person. Look at this website. Check into this idea. You know, contact this other company. He's a counselor. He's a helper. He'll help you. Think about it. He is the helper. You can't get any better help. Jesus said, I'm going to give you another. And that, that, that has a connotation of another one like. So Jesus is saying, somebody else just like me is coming. Only he's not going to be limited to just one place. He can help everybody. So he can help every person in here, every person online, every person that's going to hear this recording in the future. He is there to help. And sometimes he's probably just going, you know, we're freaking out. And he's like, I'm here. I I could do something. I, I, I could help. I know what to do. But see, it, things of God aren't all automatic. We have to, if, if, if will, God's so merciful and gracious and good, but we have something to do with it, we need to look to Him and, and employ His help. You know, you can be, sometimes we're, we're so caught up with some of the thoughts that are hitting us that we're just getting in our own way. We're, we're caught up with things and we can be getting upset and God can't help you. He can't get through them. He can try, but we're, we're just beside ourselves. I mean, have you ever been around somebody and maybe you were the person where you were, you were upset and somebody's trying to console you, but you, you know, you're trying to console somebody and they're just so upset they won't even let you help. They won't listen. Or vice versa. Maybe you were like that. Well, we do that with God. And here he has the answer, and, it, and if there was something, if, if we could listen, see, the thoughts can be so oppressive and just telling you, Satan will paint you pictures of destruction. He'll paint you pictures of loss. He'll paint you pictures of, of, of uh, things going wrong. And the Lord, if we'll look to him, the Spirit of God has a way to say, well, it doesn't have to be that way. In fact, you, you can go this way. If we'll calm down, listen to him, he can help us through. You know, sometimes we run to people very fast. Not, not that we shouldn't rely on people. But we have the greater one on the inside of us to help us. You know, sometimes it's, you know, thoughts can hit you so hard that it just seems like a machine gun hitting you so fast and you think, I, I can't deal. Well, if we'll realize, wait a minute, I got somebody to help me with this. You start focusing in on him, your mind will get quiet. You start saying, Lord, I know you're here. I know the Spirit of God is here. Start, start talking about it. Let it out your mouth. If you're by yourself, start saying, the Spirit of God is with me. I thank you that the power of Almighty God is with me and he's, he's here to help me. You'll, by talking like that, you're tuning into him. And he can help you now sort your thoughts and calm them down. This is part of how we battle. You talk about, you know, our, our, our weapons are, are not natural, but they're divine. Well, we're, we're, we're hooking up with the divine. We're starting to hook up with the Spirit of God and His ability to help us. If we could put up that verse again. So he says, a comforter, counselor, helper, intercessor. That means uh, He is 
He is pulling for you. The Bible says that Jesus is uh, living to make intercession for us. Well, the Spirit of God is representing Jesus, so they are, they are pulling for you. They're saying, listen, but part of that is we tune in and we agree and they're able to help us. They're, they're saying, look, they need help. Let's help them. An advocate. He is advocating for you. You don't need any better advocate than the Holy Spirit. Strengthener. You say, I'm weak. Thoughts of weakness. Thoughts of I'm not going to make it. We have the Spirit of God on the inside of us to help us be strengthened. Of course, like we said, this applies in every area. He will give you physical strength. He'll help you in your mind. Help you strong. Lord, I I feel so weak in my mind. I feel like I can't can't deal with certain, these thoughts. And I'm not sure how to refute it. Because like you said, Satan's tricky. He'll try to be so subtle that you you can't get a... um, a grasp on the thought to refute it. You want to hit it back, but, well, but you, you know, you, you don't see exactly, how do I push back on that thought? Like, you know, somebody doesn't like you or something. He'll show you and help you in your situation to bring your mind to peace and give you the strategy. He'll help you turn to this verse. He'll bring something to your head that'll refute it and bring peace just like that. Just look to him. Say, well, I don't, I feel weak, but he's a strengthener and I look to you right now and it gives him access to quicken stuff. It's just like he's giving you the ammo. Fire this one. Fire this one. Because he knows exactly what's going on. It's not, he's not at a loss at all. He knows the, he knows what Satan's doing, strategies that he's using and he knows the truth and he knows your future and he knows the power that, uh, you know, that God brings to the table. And so he can help you just cut through all that noise. And it says he's your standby. He's not going anywhere. You may feel like everybody's left you. You may feel like you failed. Somebody's standing right by you. In fact, if you're a Christian, he's in you and he's not going anywhere. He's there. He's ready. How do you put him to work? You just look to him. You look to the Spirit of God. You look to God Almighty. You say, you're with me. You say it out loud if you have to. I I know I'm not alone. The Spirit of God's indwelling me. He is there to be my helper. And I have strength. And I have wisdom. And I have ideas. And I'm going over, not going under. He'll show you how to refute those thoughts. We have the greater one living on the inside of us. Let's skip down to, um, let's just read John 14, uh, 25. This is just a little bit further in the same chapter. It said, These things I have spoken to you while being present with you, but the Helper, the Holy Spirit, all those, those words, the connotations that we already read are there, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all things that I have said to you. He said the Helper will teach you all things. He said the, the, the Father will send in my name. He said that means as my representative. He'll teach you all things. He'll teach you all things. So you have the Word of God, but then you have the Spirit of God that's going to teach you and guide you and help you in situations 
He's going to help you in the mental realm. He's going to help you in the thought realm. He's going to help you in stressful situations. He's going to help you when the pressure's on. He'll teach you what needs to happen. And it says he'll bring to your remembrance everything that uh, he has said to you. So what the Word of God says, he'll quicken. Do you know the Holy Spirit can quicken Scripture to you that you've never put in there? Now, you, yes, you want to put it in there so you can remember. Some people will say, well, he can't quicken something you haven't uh, ever put in there. Uh, there have been many accounts. The Spirit of God can light, lead you in line with the Word of God even though you don't know the verses in that area. Brother Hagen talked about it. Before he knew certain things, he would, the Spirit of God was leading him to do stuff, and then he found out later what the Word said. See, that is, if, if it's just all up to, because let's be honest, we don't know so much. We may think we know certain scriptures in the Word, but there's so much we don't know or have not connected. Do you know the Spirit of God can lead you in certain principles that your mind, you don't know the Word in those areas, but He can lead you for, and you're walking in line with the Word and reaping the benefits when you've never even connected to the dots yet, verse to verse. He can lead you. He can lead, because think about it, a baby Christian, meaning somebody that just came to Christ, somebody that was just born again a day ago, what? How much scripture may they, they may, they may, they could have been knowing scripture before, but a lot of times they don't know much, but can they be led? They can be led. They can be led far beyond their knowledge of scripture. Sometimes we can have knowledge of Scripture, but we can ignore what's going on in the Spirit of God, and we can short-circuit what the Spirit of God's trying to lead us because we think we know something, and we're, not, we're ignoring a prompting on the inside. So see, it's both. The Word's number one. You put the Word first, but don't ignore the leading of the Holy Spirit and His role in helping us to fight these battles. He'll help you. He'll cut through. Don't think you have to do everything. You have to figure it all. You're going to have to spend all this time renewing your mind. Yes, you want to renew your mind, but don't be legalistic about it. The Spirit of God can give you an idea that cuts through it all, and it's now, and He gives it to you on credit. In other words, you're going to find out about what the verse says, but He told you what to do now, and you can thank Him. You know, when you, you realize, wait a minute, he led me to do that five years ago, and I didn't even know up from down, and now I'm seeing what I did. Now I'm seeing why I did that and why I thought I should do that. Now I realize it, it was in the Word all the time, because the Spirit of God will always lead you in line with the Word of God. Always. But he can do it even if you don't know it's in the Word. We're not willfully ignorant, but we are ignorant. I mean, every one of us, we don't know everything. Thank God we have the helper. Thank God we have the counselor. Thank God he can show us, even when we're not quite there in our scripture knowledge or whatever, he can still show us and we can win anyway. Thank God he is good. Praise the Lord. Let's just, uh, we'll close with this. I think we've, We've covered what we need to cover tonight. John 16, verse 13. Let's look at this and we'll close. Oh, before we go there, I wanted to read. Let's go back to John 14. 
uh, 25 in the message. I wanted to, to read this. Now, this is a paraphrase, but I like the way it says it. You can't build doctrine on paraphrases. You can't build doctrine, doctrine on some of these things. But if it lines up with the, the general meeting, you know, sometimes it helps us to see. In the New King James, it said, He will teach you all things, bring to your remembrance all things that uh, I have said to you. In the message... It said, he said, I'm telling you these things while I'm still living with you. The friend, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send at my request, will make everything plain to you. He'll make it plain to you. In other words, the Holy Spirit knows how to communicate and get it across to you and to me. Sometimes we delegate that, well, if I only had so-and-so's knowledge. Well, if I only had done this, then I could get there. No, the Spirit of God knows how to speak to us. He knows where we've come from. He knows where we're going. He knows, the, he knows where your mental state is, your knowledge state is perfectly, and He knows how to get the idea across to you so you can act on it and you can be victorious wherever you are. So we don't disqualify ourselves and, says, and say, oh, when I get to this, then he can act on it because then I'll have the knowledge. We can just say, Lord, show me. And the Spirit of God is there to be Jesus' representative, to cut through, show you, and get the job done even when you don't know everything you're going to know. And even though we came back from a, sometimes we disqualify ourselves because we came from a certain background, or if only if I wouldn't have had this and that, and I just can't hear God. Don't say that and say, Lord, see, don't make it about us, about you. Make it about how smart he is and how good he is at communicating that he can get it even to me. You know, don't say, oh, I just, I mean, I wish I could hear if I didn't have all this stuff, but no, make it that even with us, he knows how to cut through it. He is that good of a communicator. You know what we need? Just give him our ear. Just say, Lord, I'm here. Humble ourselves and say, I don't know everything. I need help. I need to know. Show me. And you just let him loose. So you have to let God loose. You have to give him permission in your life to help you. You're saying, I need your help, and he'll show himself big. I mean... You know, I don't think it's like a challenge for him, but he's like, oh, you think, oh, yeah, I can get it across to you. How about this? He's like, boom. Oh, you understand. He'll make the hard things simple. He'll make the things that were foggy clear. Some problem that looks like the, the enemy's trying to make it look like there's no way through. There's no way through. The Holy Spirit will make it plain. He'll say, boom, just do this. Knock down the thoughts, take care of this, and that just diffuses it because you're like, oh, I know what to do now. And all those, those thoughts that were pressing you just go, because you have the answer. All right, let's, let's read John and we'll finish up. John 16, verse 13. It says, however, when the spirit of truth has come, he will guide you into all truth. For he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak, and he will tell you things to come. He will glorify me, for he will take of what is mine and declare it to you. Go back to verse 13. When he, the spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you into all truth. See, the enemy will come at you with negative thoughts, lies, but the but the Holy Spirit will guide you in all truth. And what it's saying here in the rest of the verse is saying, whatever he hears from Jesus, 
He's going to speak to you. Let's read that. He said, He will not speak on His own authority, but whatever He hears, He will speak, and He will tell you things to come. He will glorify Me, and He will take of what is Mine and declare it to you. It's, Je- it's like Jesus is standing right next to you in the middle of whatever it is and saying, here's what we're going to do. Jesus is letting the Holy Spirit know it comes from the Father. Jesus communicates to the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit says here, this is what we're going to do. Makes it plain, will guide you into all truth. In other words, he'll cut through when there's negative lies, when there's things that look stressful. He'll cut through and he'll give you the truth and help you to understand what is right and what is true in this situation. Help you to dissect everything and be like, no, lie, 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 truth. Option, 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 truth. This is what we're doing. And just cut through. And he does that for every Christian, no matter what stage we are, we just need to look to him, trust him, rely on his ability to do all these things that he said he would do, and he will do it. Amen.